weeks, and I believe God wants you and me to receive this passage and this sermon literally as his prayer for us, for our heart, for our emotions, for our situations as we look forward to life in 2021. So at the beginning of this prayer, Rav Shaul indicates that he is praying, praying for something to take place inside of the believers here at Ephesus. Now, I know many of us, myself included, uh, are looking for external change to take place. We feel that if our circumstances would change, then we would be okay. We feel that if the world would just get its act in order, right, we would be okay. Our lives would be great. But God wants us to hear what he is speaking of and what he often says throughout his word. He wants to do a work deep inside of you and me to release and impart into us part of himself that will radically change us and enable us to go forward in 2021 with zeal, with passion into his purposes and his plans for our lives and for this congregation. So I want to encourage you that God is praying first and foremost that we would walk in supernatural strength in 2021. This strength will come as we receive a fresh revelation of Adonai's glory and favor. Reading verses 16 and 17 again, this time from the Passion Translation. It says, and I pray that he, God, would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Messiah will be released deep inside you. And I can't emphasize, God is doing something inside of us. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Friends, in a world gone wry, we can easily grow weary just navigating through the daily routine of life and the chaos that surrounds us. Images of violence and anarchy bombard our minds while careless and caustic words attack our hearts. Injustice abounds and frustration mounts up as we feel hopeless in the face of all that is going on in our nation and in our world. This virus seems as if it will never go away. On top of that, add our personal family struggles and life can be a little tough. And our human strength fails us. Exhaustion settles in as numbness takes over. Think about it, we go into like autopilot mode and we just go through the day and plop down on the couch at the end of the day, dreading the fact that tomorrow we have to repeat the whole thing all over again. I don't know about you, but I could use some supernatural strength, amen? I am ready to be imparted, God, with what you are praying for me today. Sometimes I am just weary by what is happening in our world today. But this prayer is a prayer for supernatural strength to flood into our innermost beings 
It's a strength that flows from the riches of God's glory and favor and comes through the anointing of the Ruach HaKodesh. We know, we spoke about this recently, that Yeshua promises you will receive power, Acts 1-8, after the Ruach comes upon you. He is the source. But it's based on his glorious riches. Do you understand what that means? His the richness of his glory. God's glory is vast. The psalmist tells us in chapter 19, verse 1, the heavens are telling the glory of God. They are on display. When you look up into the heavens and they display, and back in December when that star lined up and everyone, I mean, all the fantastic photos, right? If that does not tell us how vast God's glory is. Even looking up into the, the sky during the daytime and you see the wonder of God's creation, it is declaring the vastness of his glory. And based on that, he wants to give us his strength. In other words, God has the means to impart strength into you and me. He's not short on strength. And he has the desire to impart that strength as we will say, see and a few minutes in some other scriptures. The connotation of the Greek word used here in this verse is that it is not a strength that comes from our human abilities. That is very important. God is not saying that you're just going to, you know, pull up the bootstraps and, you know, slug it through 2021. You know, get your act together. That's not what God is talking about. He's saying this is not a strength from you. It's not based on your abilities, your human resources, as smart as you think you are and as genius as you think you are and how you can plan everything out and things and you can, you know, navigate and get it all together. God's saying that's a little short of what I'm talking about. He is literally talking about something that is beyond you and me, beyond my abilities, beyond your abilities. He is talking about an impartation of his strength. His strength. How many, how many know his strength is better than my strength or your strength? And the other neat thing about this phrase here in the Greek when I was looking at it, it's talking about a strength that is actually manifested. In other words, you can see it in your life. It's not an empty prayer. First of all, it's a prayer that Rob Shul is praying for the Kehila. I believe God put in my heart. It's a prayer he's praying for you. How do I know that God is praying? Because the scripture tells us that Yeshua is interceding at the right hand of the Father. So it's strength that is actually manifested in your life. You are going to feel this strength. You're going to get up in the morning and you're going to say, wow, I don't know where this is from. It's not from me. And it's going to be, you're going to be reminded of this message. This is that supernatural strength that Rabbi Carroll was talking about. You cannot manufacture it. You cannot make it up. No matter how hard I try and I'm a pretty organized together person and I can, you know, pull myself together and push forward, I grow weary sometimes, friends. I need this impartation of supernatural strength. And we will see this strength in ourselves, but not only will we see it in ourselves, but others will see it in us. 
One writer explained this verse in this way. Adonai saying is, I want that which is inside of you. In other words, he's going to impart this supernatural strength in us to get on the outside of you. I want people to look at you as you live your life of faith and let them see that you have a divine ability. In other words, supernatural strength that is operating inside of you. That was very encouraging when I was reading about that. It is a strength that is going to be manifested. Friends, I tell you, tomorrow morning some of you are going to wake up and you are literally going to say, wow, this is what she was talking about. I can't believe what I am feeling. And it's not going to be, oh, you feel good because you got a good night's sleep. You are going to know that this is something beyond your human abilities. And you're going to say, this is God. This is God. And he promises throughout his scriptures that he wants to give us this strength. Tehillim 29, 11, the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will give strength to his people. Tehillim 27, verse 14 says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall, he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. God promises us that he wants to give his strength to us. Waiting, that's the promise from Yeshiahu, Isaiah 40, verses 29 through 31. He gives strength to the weary. And to one without vigor, he adds might. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. What's that telling us? Our human strength has a limit. All right, some of us who are maybe a little older, not me because he renews my strength like the eagle, just saying, based on this verse. But we might feel like, oh, I wish I was 10 years younger, 20 years younger, right, when you felt a little more strength. But even as a young person, strength can fail because it's just human strength. But they that wait... For Adonai will renew their strength. That means they will exchange their strength. She's okay. She's okay. Don't worry. She's okay. They will renew their strength. That means they're going to exchange. That means you're going to give your human strength up and receive his supernatural strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That is the promise, friends, and this is what God is talking about. As I shared in the first service, I was given a book when I lived in Israel based on this scripture. I don't even know if it's in print. If you could get a hold of it, Where Eagles Soar by Jamie Buckingham. It will just, you, you will have such insight into this verse like, like never before. And he talks about, uh, he's in the desert, in the Sinai Desert, and he's with a tour guide, and they see an eagle flying up in the sky. And the, the tour guide begins to explain to him this verse. He says, you know, the eagle uh, in the storm will lock his wings so that he is riding the wind of the storm. And that wind will take him so high 
that his wings, which are locked, will, will be covered with ice, and he's no longer in control. The wind is in control. But that wind is going to take him to the other side, to safety. So that is the strength that God wants to impart to us. He wants us to lock our wings and allow that supernatural power of the Ruach HaKodesh to come uh, underneath us and to lift us up and to uh, drive us forward into his plans and his purposes. His prayer is that we will be soaring high above the storms of life as we put our hope and trust in him. And friends, that doesn't mean we are oblivious to what is happening in the world around us. But it means that we will be stronger than the storms of life. And instead of the waves overwhelming you and me, we are going to be water walkers. Now put that there in your kishkas and think about that. This year, you're going to be a water walker. How as we exercise supernatural strength given to us. Rob Shaul tells us in 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, but the Lord is faithful. We say it every week in the blessings after the Haftori. Not one of your good promises has ever failed. You are faithful and true. He is faithful, faithful. And it goes on to say, and he will strengthen and protect you from the devil. God wants to impart his supernatural strength into you. I believe that it's his prayer and his desire for you and me, for this congregation, for anyone listening to this message as you go forward in 2021, that you would walk in a supernatural strength and power that is beyond your abilities. You are going to be shaking your head. People around you are going to say, what has happened to you? The second thing that I believe God wants for you and me this year is that we would know the love of Messiah. We would know the depth of his love. Reading from verses 18 and 19, again from the Passion Translation this time. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Messiah in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding this extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Friends, the love of God is something that you and I must walk in every day. And when we are talking about knowing the love of God, we are not talking about an intellectual head knowledge. God's love is something to be felt. It is something to be enjoyed. It is something to be embraced. His love is over the top for you and me. The description from the Passion Translation, extravagant. Oh, how he loves you and me, and you must experience that love. And this verse is not talking about us loving God more, which is a good thing, and there are plenty of verses that encourage us to do that. But this verse is talking about you and me experiencing, personally experiencing the love of God in our lives in a deeper way. 
I want to tell you as I began to work on this part of the message, I began to weep as I thought about people who received the love of God. And I reflected especially on the people in the New Covenant who received Yeshua's love while he walked on this earth. And the first person who came to mind was the woman with the issue of blood. Twelve years she had been bleeding. The fact that she was bleeding made her unclean. Do you know what that meant for her in society? She wasn't on the receiving end of a lot of love because of her uncleanness. And the Bible tells us she spent everything she had going to doctors. And we are grateful for doctors. But they could not help her. And I believe it was her last hope. She said, I don't have, any, I don't have anywhere else to go. She shouldn't have been in that crowd because she was unclean. But she says, you know, what can they do to me? This is my last hope. And she pressed her way through that crowd. And the moment she touched the seat seat in, her, in his garment, she was healed, which was fantastic. And then Yeshua said, who touched me? How do you think she felt? First of all, excitement, because she knew her body was healed immediately. But now, he's calling. He knows. What's he going to do? And I believe when she stood up and Yeshua looked into her eyes, she saw great love from the Messiah who, who had just healed her of something she suffered with for 12 years. I thought of the lepers, unclean, marginalized from society. They had to say, unclean, unclean, when anyone came near them. Do you think they were feeling a lot of love? And yet, over and over again, Yeshua reached out, and he touched them even in their uncleanness. And not only did he release healing, but I believe they received and experienced his love as he touched them and cleansed their leprosy. I believe they saw his love as he reached out in compassion to heal them. I thought about the woman caught in adultery. Think of what was happening, the irony of the story. We all know it takes two people to commit adultery, right? No brainer. Where was the man? Why didn't the religious leaders bring the man? We could speculate. The reality is this woman was brought by the religious leaders, public, to Yeshua and everyone around. And her sin was broadcast for all to know. How do you think she felt? 
think she felt pain. I think she felt humiliation. But I want to tell you that what she felt from Yeshua that day was pure love. As he bent down and he began to ride into the dirt, and one by one, her accusers left. And it tells us here in Yochanan 8, chapter 10, Yeshua looked up at her and said, Dear woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you? Looking around, she replied, I see no one, Lord. And Yeshua said, then I certainly don't condemn you either. Go, and from now on, be free from a life of sin. I believe all she felt at that moment was great love. She experienced the love of God and his forgiveness towards her. What about Miriam and Martha and their brother Lazarus? In my devotions, I am reading in the book of Yochanan this uh, and this week I was reading this story in chapter 11. And listen to verse 33. When Yeshua looked at Miriam and saw her weeping at his feet and all her friends who were grieving, he shuddered with emotion and was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion. He said to them, where did you bury him? Lord, come with us and we'll show you, they replied. Then tears streamed down Yeshua's face. Seeing Yeshua weep caused many of the mourners, mourners to say, look how much he loved Lazarus. At that moment in time, Miriam and Martha knew how much Yeshua loved them. And as he raised Lazarus from the dead, they experienced his love in a new measure. And as I was weeping through this entire section as I'm writing, typing, this song came to mind, Oh, How He Loves Us. And I just want to share the words with you today. It just touched my heart. It says, he is jealous for me, loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. Friends, that's someone experiencing God's love. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions, eclipsed by glory, and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. And we are his portion, and he is our prize, drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. If his grace is an ocean, we are all sinking. And heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss, and my heart turns violently inside of my chest, someone experiencing love. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way that he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Friends, that is what God wants you to know, to experience. We sang it in a song today, my beloved, 
my beloved. He wants you to know him as your beloved. Romans 5.8 says that while we were yet sinners, Messiah demonstrated his love for us and that he died for us. Most of us can quote John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. That is a love to be experienced, not just to know about in your head. And God's prayer for you in 2021 is that you would experience this love like you have never experienced it before. I know he loves me. I was lost with no hope when he revealed himself to me as a six-year-old girl growing up in Missouri. Rabbi Carol, how could you say you were without hope? I was without hope. My family were heathens. There was no religious affi affiliation. And then one day I heard of this Messiah, of this Yeshua, and I heard that he loved me. And I heard that he died for me. Do you remember that, Rabbi Carol? I do. I've, told, I've shared my testimony so many times. I can remember the sanctuary as if I was there today. And my heart was captivated by the love of someone that cared for me. This is my thoughts as a six-year-old. He cared for me that he died for me. I experienced love on that day. His love captivated my heart. And it still captivates my heart today. His love has sustained me and seen me through many valleys and up many mountains. His love preserved me on this journey called life. And by the time I got to this part of my message, I was weeping uncontrollably. And I couldn't even move on in the sermon. And all I could say was, thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Yeshua, that you love me and that I feel your love right now. And that is what he wants you to know, not here, but here, that you would experience his love in 2021 on a deeper level than you have ever experienced before. And finally, Adonai's prayer for you and me is that we would fully, fully believe that he will move mightily in our lives. Reading verse 20 from the Passion Translation, never doubt. Turn to your neighbor and say, never doubt. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. 
He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Friends, Adonai's prayer for you and me, for this congregation, for believers around the world, anyone listening to this message, is that we would never, ever, ever, ever doubt his ability to work in our lives and in our world today. Oh, but Rabbi Carol, you don't know how impossible my situation is. Rabbi Carol, there is no way, there is no hope. Isaiah 40, 13 says that God will make a way in the wilderness springs in the desert where there seems to be no way. He's actually very good at that. I want to tell you, that's actually where God shines his power and might the best in the impossible situation. What is it that our God cannot do? What mountain is too high for him? What river is too hot, wide? What are you facing that God cannot move and demonstrate his power in today? I want to tell you there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that he cannot demonstrate his power and might in it. Look at me right now, Beth Emanuel. I'm telling you, never doubt God's ability to move in your life and even in our world in our nation, as far gone as it may seem. Never doubt God's ability to move, to demonstrate his power and might. God delights to demonstrate his power and might. In the worst of situations, he does that so that people will know that he is the great I am and that there is nothing too difficult for him. So he says he will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or imagine. So my question to you is what are you asking, Adonai, for today? What is your request? We need to start imagining because he's going to surpass anything that you or I could think of in our minds. One speaker said, he can do even more than we can imagine. We need some imagination instead of thinking of a memory and wanting to relive it. Memory is tied to the past and imagination is tied to the future. Rena's message, forget the past. Friends, stop trying to relive a memory. Imagine the future with God. Imagine the future that he has and start asking. A writer explained this verse in this way. He said, exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you could ask or think is the potential of God in every believer's life. That means for every single person sitting here in this sanctuary, every person listening online right now or listening to the podcast a month, uh, five years, ten years from now, this message and this word is for you. He can do exceedingly abundantly in 
your life, not just Rabbi Carol's life, not just Rabbi Michael's life, but in your life. He goes on to say, the declaration of praise to God's ability expresses our assurance of answered prayer. Our first message of 2021, God hears and answers prayers. Why should we hesitate to offer our deepest petitions? Why should we hesitate to offer our deepest petitions? Friends, it is time that we start asking and we start imagining. Perhaps 2020 has just sucked the hope right out of you and you aren't asking or believing for a darn thing because you feel it's all over. Maybe you can't see beyond what's going on in our world today. Again, you stopped asking and you stopped imagining. And yes, I know that some of us are even struggling with doubt. I don't know if God wants to do anything in my life or in the world today. Well, I want you to hear what he's saying here in this passage. He is praying that we would believe, never doubt his ability, and dare to ask and dare to imagine the future with him. So I wrote down what I'm praying and asking for. I'm asking for a congregation filled with people worshiping the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I'm imagining multitudes of our Jewish people calling on the name of Messiah Yeshua and being saved. As I was working on the message, I envisioned the dream I had years ago, and it was this side of the sanctuary. And right in this area, there were young men in their 20s with talit on. Hands were raised to the sky as they were worshiping, and tears were streaming down their face. I'm believing to see that dream come to pass. I'm crying out for 3,000 in one day. I'm believing for my whole family to be saved. I have a large family, so all the pictures from this summer. I have a lot of nephews and nieces and great nephews and nieces, and many of them need to call on the name of the Lord to be saved. I am believing for justice in my world today. I believe daily numbers will be added to the kingdom of God through my life and through this congregation. I'm asking for healing to those suffering from this virus and other sicknesses in their bodies. I'm asking for restoration of marriages. I'm imagining our youth on fire. Youth, you're here in the service today. I had to keep you in today. This is my vision. Not new, I've had this vision for, and it's going to come to pass. He's going to do exceedingly abundantly. This run is going to be filled with young people, teenagers. Some of you can't see your, your young people up here. You're like, never my kid. No, I see your kid up here. 
extravagant. Rabbi Michael and I have worked with youth uh, for uh, many parts of the, our ministry here. We've been to many youth conferences, and I remember one there in Pennsylvania. There was a group of young girls, and they were up. They didn't even leave when the service ended. They were up there loving on God, worshiping, inspiring others. That's what I see happening here. Our young people right up here at the front expressing their love to God, leading us. And yes, that includes your son and your daughter. Unashamedly worshiping God and loving on him. I'm asking for more children in our junior Shabbat, and we're full downstairs. I want to tell you, it's a full house down there. But I'm believing for more children in junior Shabbat and in our nursery. Yes, our nursery will open up. So we can tell them about the love of God. So that like me, at a young age, they can experience and know God's love. I believe that our children will rise up as the history makers that they are. And they will turn this known world upside down with the good news of Yeshua the Messiah. I'm asking for more workers to bring in the harvest. And I could continue on and on with my imaginations, with my requests to God. What are you asking, friends? What are you believing for, for Beth Emanuel, for your family, for your loved ones, for our nation? Friends, I want to tell you, I refuse. I refuse to let the world's situation right now, I refuse to let the politicians and pundits of our nation and the world, I refuse to let the corporations that seek to control us cause me to doubt my God and who he is and what he is able to do. There's no politician. There's no pundit, there's no owner of any corporation that can stand up to God Almighty. They are not all-powerful. He is. And I receive his prayer on my behalf, and I believe. I believe he is more than able. I believe he is and will do more than I can imagine, and I have a great imagination. And this is God's prayer for you as well, that in 2021 you will ask and imagine for things that you have not asked and imagined for and stand back and see what he's going to do. I close with this scripture from Yochanan, John 16. Yeshua tells his Talmudim, until now you've not been bold enough to ask. And God is saying, be bold, Beth Emanuel, be bold. To ask the Father for a single thing in my name, but now you can ask and keep on asking, and you can be sure. This is Yeshua's words. You can be sure that you'll receive what you ask for, and your joy will have no limits. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly more than you and I can imagine. Get ready, friends. Get ready for what God wants to do. Amen. Let's stand to our feet as we close in prayer. Adonai, thank you for your encouragement to us today. I thank you for your great love. 
for your heart for your people. I thank you as you encouraged us last, last week. You are still on the throne and you are in control and you are encouraging us today to believe for you to move in our lives. And God, I pray that each one of us would receive this message as it has been delivered and it would go deep into our kishkas and it would impact our lives even this afternoon and tomorrow morning as we wake up. I pray for an impartation of strength, supernatural strength over every person in this sanctuary, every person listening to, to my voice. I just release an impartation of supernatural strength to overtake you. I pray for an impartation of his divine love that you would be so engulfed by the love of God that you would be weeping and crying as you experience his love like you have never experienced it before. I believe for faith to rise in your, in your heart and in your house that never again would you doubt God's ability. I pray that you'd stop living in the past and start imagining the future that God has for you and for Beth Emanuel, and for our nation and our world. More than we could imagine, in Yeshua's name, amen. Before I close with the ironic benediction, I want to give opportunity for those who don't yet know Yeshua or maybe walked away from your love relationship to experience the love of God. He loves you. He loves you, he loves you, and he wants you to know that love. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer. If you are praying with me online on YouTube or Facebook or listening to the podcast at a later date, you can reach out to me. People have to let me know they pray this prayer. My heart is touched to know that. But I know God brought you here to listen to this message to encourage you. But for those of you who don't know him yet, this is your day to begin the most awesome relationship you will ever have. So you can email me, and I will respond and encourage you along with my husband. So I'm going to pray this prayer. Ask everyone in the sanctuary to join me. Adonai, thank you for loving me and allowing me to hear this message today. I receive your love. Thank you that Yeshua died for my sins. I repent, wash away my sins. Amen. That prayer will forever change your life. It did mine, and I have had a love relationship for many, many years with the Savior of my soul, and he wants you to experience the same. So let me close with the ironic benediction. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmerecha, may Adonai bless you and keep you. Ya'er Adonai panave leka v'chuneka, may Adonai make his face shine on you and show you his favor. Yisa Adonai panave leka v'yasim lecha shalom, may Adonai lift up his face towards you and give you peace. May you walk in the peace of God Almighty, may you experience supernatural strength, divine love, and expectation beyond your wildest dreams. God bless you. Shabbat shalom.